Hey everyone, this is Letty for the Metal Cell Podcast. I'm here with Tom Ameson, the drummer from Guilt Trip. Tom, how are you doing? Really good. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm all good, thanks. Um, so you and the band got to play at full force in Germany earlier in June. How was the experience? Amazing. Yeah. Um, full force was great. We had a couple of issues getting there with the van, um, flat tire, etc. So which we we got there within like an hour of our set. But yeah, amazing crowd. It, honestly, one of the best festivals we played so far as a band. Like the the reaction to us was insane. Like it's one of them sets where you you look out just before we play and there's like twenty people, and yeah. you sort of worry about it. But then as soon as like two minutes before we stepped stepped out, we looked out. It was just I think like fifteen hundred to two thousand. It was really good. Yeah, really nice. good. Thanks. Amazing. It looked good from the pictures I saw on Instagram. Yeah, the pictures do it justice as well. It's one of them one of them gigs where looking at the pics you can sort of tell how good it was. Sometimes it's the opposite way around, like you can't really tell, but the the pictures really showed how good that that fest was for us. It was uh it was insane. Especially yeah. from the day we had as well, getting there, it was like it was just a nightmare. So when we got there, it was so worth it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Uh to our listeners who maybe haven't heard of you guys before, how would you describe your sound? Ooh, um heavy, I'd say thrashy. I mean, we 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 class ourselves as a uh, sort of a crossover metal and hardcore band, sort of metallic hardcore. So I'd say to people who have never listened to metal, I'd, I'd just say Slipknot. But for people <laughs> who like, you know, <laughs> who know more about metal than that, then I'd I'd say yeah, we're a mix between sort of Machine Head and a bit Metallica, and probably a bit of Slipknot as well, something like that. So yeah, yeah but we still keep to sort of hardcore roots. We still sort of got all the the main sort of riffs and styles you'd find in hardcore music. So you've got everyone doing the two step. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. You can't get you can't leave, lose that. Like if you lose that, then you you just yeah you you do something wrong. Like we can never lose the two step in <laughs> two <laughs> beat. So yeah, yeah. I had quite a few different things. It's hard to pinpoint, but yeah. There we go. Um, your new album, Severance, is just around the corner from being released, the 22nd of September. How was the recording process for it? Really good. Yeah, we um we took around three months, three and a half months, I reckon, to do the full thing. Um, yeah, really good. I mean, we st- I started drums first in March, took about four days, dead easy. Um and then the guitarist Jack and Sam, they recorded guitars a week or two after that with Josh from Malevolent. So we tracked the guitars in their warehouse in the little studio they've got. Um, and that took about a week. I can't speak for Jack and Sam of how that experience was for them. I mean, recording guitars is somewhat a little more complicated than drums sometimes, I suppose. Like yeah. This little- intricate bits and stuff that you want to go back on and you can make the slightest mistake that's that's not you can't really replace whereas with drums you, you can sort of replace them little bits here and there you can go back on it but and then jay jay our vocalist yeah he, um we sort of did everything in different areas so i did my drums in leeds uh, a place called nave studios and then jack like i said jack and sam did the guitars in sheffield at malevolence's unit 
And then Jay went to our producer's house. He's got a little studio in there and did the vocals once every week, sort of until July. So I think it was about three and a half, four months until it was finished. But yeah, it's it all all paid off in the end. It's uh, always a long process, but yeah, about yeah. four months. You took yeah, your time good... with it anyway. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, less time than we took writing it. So that's the main <laughs> thing. As long as you get, you write it over like eight months, you get it done with in like three or four, then we're pretty, we sort of, we don't lose any, you know what I mean? Any, yeah. any for it or what, whatever the word, whatever the term would be, but yeah. Nice. And where does the title Severance come from? It's a good question. So I can't speak for Jay's lyrics. I don't know what it necessarily means to him. I know the meaning behind it is obviously to to disconnect from one thing, you know, like yeah. disconnection from from two beings um, severing. But we had a few titles for the album, all dotted around the different tracks. So we we went between three or four of them, and sort of landed on severance at the end, which which we were really happy with a couple of them at the start. And over time they fade away and you sort of go like, oh, that's not so good, etc. Um, and then yeah, it we sort of just landed on it a few days before we were sending off for the vinyls and stuff. And we just said, like, severance is perfect. It it encapsulates exactly what the album is. It's a one-word straight, straight to it sort of thing. And I think we just loved it in the end. We were too bothered messing around with all these other titles and trying to figure new things out etc and then I think Jay had mentioned it a few weeks before why don't we call it severance we'd all sort of missed that on the group chat and then I think one of us said why don't we call it severance and he was like I did say this and then we were like, oh, it makes perfect sense now yeah let's let's just do that but in terms of where it came from I I don't know what Jay's meanings behind it were but I yeah it's it's it it works really well. The The title track also is like one, in our opinion, one of the best tracks on the album. So it, it made sense at the time to put that to that. So, yeah. Yeah. It kind of speaks for itself. It's quite um an intimidating title. It is. Yeah, you're right. It's it. I think that's what we sort of liked about it in the end, because a couple of the titles beforehand, I'll say this now, one of them was Reaching Paradise, which is, I think it's track five um of this record and that was the original name for it and then over time it sort of faded away but we just sort of thought it wasn't as it wasn't as catchy as anything else in the end when we look back on it being the title we thought it wasn't as catchy isn't as in your face and like attractive and like you say it's it's a little less exciting so the intimidation of severance yeah okay we can we kind of like that it's uh it definitely catches your eye. So it it's, it's the way you say it as well. It's sort of got a bit of like something to it when you say it. Yeah, It's got it, a bit of oomph to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's the S at the start, you know, how it's, it's quite, yeah, it's quite harsh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, If you could collaborate with any musician dead or alive, who would it be? Oh my God. Um, me personally, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one because it, it could go from like guitarists, vocalists, drummers. You could put a super group to the, together if you want. Put a super group together, right. Okay, so my vocalist, always, I'm a huge Alice in Chains fan. 
And when the lads watch this back, they're going to laugh their heads off because <laughs> they, they'll have all guessed straight away. So Lane Staley will be my vocalist. Um, guitar. Ooh, Dead or Alive. Right, okay, so it doesn't have to be dead. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> immediately sort of go there, don't you? You sort of think of past musicians. Um, guitars, I'd probably say ooh, Rob Flynn of Machine Head. And then drummers, I'll say Keith Moon of The Who. That wouldn't work. If you put them three <laughs> together, it wouldn't work at all. But like, yeah, collaborating with, I'd, I'd say probably for me personally, I'd always love to hear Lane Staley's voice on any tracks that I'd have wrote or we'd have wrote or anyone writes these days. It'd be insane to hear what he'd do on yeah. current modern music you know what I mean never got the chance to hear that he sort of died before the 2000s came and music changed so it'd be really interesting to see what would come out now if he were to you know yeah, yeah. and you'd have yourself on bass I suppose so yeah yeah uh, yeah I would <laughs> and backing bass and backing vocals yeah that'd be perfect That'd be a pretty yeah. interesting concoction anyway. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. put it together, honestly. Like, I definitely wouldn't put it together. But you get, you got me on the spot now. <laughs> it's a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a weird uh, bit of a weird mixture. But, yeah, anyone to collaborate with, Dead or Alive is probably, yeah, Lane Staley. Yeah. Jones. And so. yourself, are you... Um... You're the bassist of the drummer for the band? I can never remember. <laughs> uh, I'm the drummer. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, who would your biggest drumming influences be yourself? God. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you can just rack them off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, childhood, Keith Moon from The Who, obviously dead. Um, then I'd say growing up, like Joey Jordison, that's sort of everyone's go-to, really, when you're a kid. Yeah. Um, and then modern days... I'd say Mario from Gojira has been a huge influence over the last few years for me. Just sort of like finding drumming again because it, as when I was growing up, I sort of lost it a few years here and there. Yeah. Lost interest and stuff. And then around 2018, I think I went and watched them. And I was just like, I need to get back on it and get better and really practice. And because like drummers like that, they, they practice four hours a day, five hours yeah. a day. And, stuff. and it's like, right, okay, I need to sort of like at least do 10 minutes a day <laughs> or like an hour a week or something. But um, yeah, it's tough. I've got so many that I could think of. But once you ask the question, it just, it never comes to me. So yeah. I think all time... Probably Joey Jordison. I'll just I'll say that. Well, Chris Adler from Lama God. Yeah, there you go. But he's like from when I was a kid that he was the guy I wanted to be him. So because he's got a yeah. bit of everything. He's got the technicality. He's got the power. 100%. Yeah, and even then, after that, like growing up, it was more like, um, you know, like August Burns, Red Matt Griner, and yeah. all the sort of gospel metal guys. Who were put in because I'm I'm really into that sort of style of drumming as well, not just metal. So it's I think anyone that puts different things in the mixture is yeah, I'm really into that. So nice. And what sort of kit do you play yourself? Because I'm a drummer as well. Oh, yeah, nice, nice. Um, I've got a Pearl Vision VBX kit from like 12 years ago. 
there's there's so like they're like a hundred pounds now on eBay, 150 pounds to get the full kit, but they sound amazing. It was just before Pearl started to I don't know, like well, <laughs> just Pearl, but any drum kit sort of like you had this like mid-range, but low mid-range that was amazing. And yeah. then stop sort of just upped everything. You can't find anything that good for that price now. So it was like a last of a dying breed of good, really cheap kits. Yeah. Because uh, they had like the reference sort of shells, which obviously reference kits are like £3,000. Then you've got um, the Masterworks and all that. Masterworks, it's just ridiculous money. But like these kits were, for, for the price, really, really, really good. Um, And I've, I've had that kit since I started playing drums. So I've still got the same one. It's uh, the proper workhorse. Well. What's that, sorry? <laughs> it's a proper workhorse then. Yeah, definitely. See, he's seen some, uh, seen some things that can. <laughs> definitely. I play um a Tamar Imperial Star myself. Oh, nice, nice. What symbols? Minor. Nice, yeah. I've, uh, I'm a minor guy. I've just, uh, yeah, just joined the family recently. So oh, it's, uh, congratulations! Perfect, perfect little thing there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, best symbol company in the world. But yeah, nice. What the Imperial Star? You said the Tamar. A Tamar Imperial Star, yeah. Nice, cool. Cool. I based it off of kind of um, Ben Thatcher from Royal Bloods. Yeah, he's the only nice. reason I got it because he says, "Why have one floor tom when you can have two floor toms?" So I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> mega, that's sick." Yeah, <laughs> oh, the snare as well. This has been a big influence on me growing up. I've had this snare the same sort of amount of time is the Chris Adler Black Panther. Mm. So that just having a small twelve-inch snare really shapes your sound of like growing up. I don't know why, but it sort of taught me a different way of playing than having a 14 inch snare wood. Yeah. So it, yeah, that's a massive part of my, my, uh, my sort of DNA of drumming, I suppose. Is it yeah, steel or wooden? It's wooden. Yeah. Nice. I can't think of what wood it is, but it's, it's, yeah, it's around 10, 11 years old. Really good drum. But it's, nice. yeah, it's Chris Apple's signature Black Panther. They don't make them anymore, but they're just like, you don't find 12 inch snares often. And when you do, you've just got to try one. It's this, this insane. Really it's, cool. It's the same as like, you got to try like 16 inch high hats or something. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think anything small is great. Like I'd try 10 inch high hats. I don't know why I like smaller things on the kit. Like most metal drummers will have, I mean, not these days, I suppose, but bigger toms, bigger everything, two kick drums, etc. I like having, minimal amount small you know like i'll have yeah. quite a few symbols but they all have to be splashes like i need loads <laughs> of splashes like three crashes and four splashes i'd be happy with yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of small like fast sounding symbols i suppose you like challenging yourself with the sizes then <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um do you have a favorite album release of 2023 so far or any that you're looking forward to Ooh. um in terms of albums this year, uh, Corpse Grinder from Cannibal Corpse, solo album came out early this year, I believe. I hope it's this year and it wasn't last year because that'll obviously defeat the purpose. But um, yeah, really heavy. I think Jamie Jaster from Hatebreed either wrote the album and produced it with him or there was a couple of songwriters involved. But yeah, that was really, really cool. In terms of coming up, I think Pain of Truth's album, this band from New York, hardcore band from New York, I think that's coming out like two days, maybe tomorrow or Friday. That's 
sounding really cool. And then our friends in Rough Justice. I don't know whether this album's been released this year, but under the same label as those on the Malevolence's label. Um, I think it might be next year, but if it is this year, then that's definitely in my top ones. Nice, nice. Yeah, not been many. There's probably loads I can't think of. The same again, like as soon as you <laughs> ask me, if, if if I was to put something together, I'd definitely think of five or ten. But in when when I get put on the spot, I can't really think of much. But that corpse rounder one definitely came to my mind at first for some reason. Just really, really heavy, like proper brutal stuff. So really enjoyed that. But maybe I'll think of some <laughs> towards the end of the interview, and I'll just I'll just shout them out right at the end. But yeah, there's been a few, but I think that corpse corpse grinder one was really good. And then yeah, ones I'm looking forward to, Pain of Truth, and hopefully Rough Justice album come out this year. So yeah. But you can always drop them in the comments whenever the post comes out. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I'll, I'll probably have a huge list of stuff that I've forgotten about, like loads of albums, because that's the thing. Like We're all proper music heads, so we're all like... I mean, that's also just metal music, and I've not really thought about any other thing than metal. So there's probably loads of albums that I can't think of, but yeah. I'll save it for the comments, definitely. <laughs> and here's our last question. Do you have any advice for anyone wanting to start a band in 2023? Um, just try and be unique. Be whatever you want to be, right? Don't force yourself to sound like anything else. That's in, in experience, it's never going to work. And also you can't fully enjoy what you're doing if you're not fully into it um put the work in and just try and define something new like find a niche but also stay true to what you want to like your influences and what you want to sound like but then just work hard like practice 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 stay like all like be together as much as you can be write as much as you can and yeah just just be true to yourself. That's basically all I'd say. Just stick to exactly what you know you like and what you want to write. And don't start changing for different sounds that come in, different sort of trends and stuff. Like If you want to sound like that, then you do that. And then you'll go somewhere. That's pretty much what I'd say to a new band. Yeah. That's some really good advice. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it, I mean, like, like I say, it's we've all been there. We've all tried things. We've all tried to sound like, whatever's new and sort of popular at the time. And sometimes it really doesn't work in your favor, you know, and you've just got to stick to what you love and what you know. Cause you'll, at the end of the day, if you're not being true to yourself, then no one else is going to see that at all. Like that no one's going to understand you if you're not true to yourself. So that yeah. that's the biggest advice I'd give to anyone really. That's it. That's some really good advice, Tom. Thank you so much for sitting down and doing this interview with me. No worries. Thank you for having me. Appreciate no, it. No so, problem. And Severance no is at the 22nd of September. That's the one. Thank you. <laughs>